Aloha, welcome to Succeed with Soul. I'm Natasha Lindor, your guide to gathering the courage to be who you really are. Get ready to lead, love, and live on your terms. So today I have such a special guest for you today. Uh, My very good friend and fellow colleague, Kelsey Abbott. And the reason why I say she's so special, we met about four years ago when we were in a mastermind. And I remember being on this call thinking, oh my gosh, this girl is such a badass. She, and every call she would show up and um, from this place of ease. And I just knew that this is somebody that I'm going to be friends with for a a long time. Like someone that really just shone just from the phone. Um, And she's actually one of the people who advocated for my move to Hawaii because she knew how perfect it was for me. And, you know, we hadn't even met in person. And today we continue to mastermind every week and every week is a new adventure with Kelsey. And I always leave every conversation with her feeling brighter and lighter and just more excited about what I have going on in my life and my work and just the, the, the way of the world. And I'm super excited to introduce her to you today because you can share in her glow and find your awesome. So Kelsey is a confidence coach and instigator of joy. She's also a writer, speaker, and host of the Find Your Awesome podcast. And she is a master at helping women break free from beliefs that are holding them back and step into their own unique greatness. And today she's here to help you do exactly that so you can succeed with soul. So Kelsey, thank you so, so much for hanging out with me today and sharing your brilliance and your joy with, with all of us listening here today. I'm so excited to be here. I love all of the time I get to spend in your energy, Natasha. <laughs> Likewise. So I have a feeling it's going to be some magical stuff is going to happen here today. It does every time we get together. So, um, you know, just to share with, you know, you listening here, how did you get on your path to becoming a confidence coach and instigator of joy? Like what, how do you get to get such a cool title? Um, well, because I made it up. <laughs> <laughs> Way to live on your terms right there. Exactly. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I guess like my story starts back when when I was a kid. I wasn't confident. I didn't love myself. Um, I believe that we all go through this phase or multiple phases in our life where, um, or for some people, it's our entire lives where we just don't fit in and we feel lost and like, why me? Who am I? Mm-hmm. All of these questions. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I dealt with a lot of that as a kid, wasn't super confident, and um, eventually found my way to sports. That's actually not true. I, I was an athlete from the beginning, um, but I really found, I found my home in the pool, like when I started swim, swimming competitively, oh, and wow. it, something clicked there for me. I could... My parents said that I was a super shy, quiet kid, and then I'd get in the pool and I I wouldn't stop talking. So something about that pool really 
maybe there wasn't anyone there judging you or something, or you didn't feel lost. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. It just felt like home. It felt like acceptance and it felt, it felt okay to be me mm -hmm. in the pool. So how did you go from that, you know, that time? So you were saying like you were feeling lost and I, you know, I, I agree with you. You know, I feel like everyone has their paths and some people spend their entire lives feeling lost. So was it like you just found this, the pool and then now all of a sudden you felt like you had your home? Like what happened when you were outside of the pool? Oh, when I was outside of the pool, I was like, oh my God, <laughs> what's going on? Like, where do I fit in? Why am I different from everyone else? Yay, I'm different. Oh my God, I'm different. Um, and now, you know, I remember that being like kind of a constant struggle. As I got older, I, I became more and more comfortable with myself, but then other things would just come up all the time for me. I remember, I remember when I was a kid, we had assigned lunch tables mm -hmm. and this kid who was at my table said to me, what are you just not athletic? And I had just come back from nationals. Oh, and, um, and what? I, wasn't, I wasn't playing. I think it was in the winter and I had opted out of basketball because sports were mandatory. Um, and so I didn't do basketball so I could swim. Mm -hmm. And, and I was like, no, I swim. But that was, you know, I was always an outsider. It was always other. Mm -hmm. I can totally relate to other. I yeah. definitely felt, because um, I was just different, you know, from a lot of the people that I went to school with, you know, in terms of culture, you know, my parents are not from the States. And so the cultural standpoint of things just kind of made things different because I had I ate different food. Um, you know, my house smelled different because of the food that was being cooked there and stuff like that and brought different types of food for lunch that looked different. So how did you, you know, um, navigate being different, you know, and did, did you find something beyond swimming that helped you feel accepted? Like, as you were saying before, like you didn't really love yourself. Was there something that came up for you that helped you during those times when, you know, people are challenging you about, hey, well, you, you're not doing the thing that we're all doing. You're not, you know, basketball. You're doing this thing outside. Even though you're a total rock star, I mean, you, won, you just won nationals. Not one. I oh, went to. You <laughs> went to nationals. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, that's such a good question. So I... I remember the first teacher that saw me, and I think I may have used that word as a kid, which was really? like in, in fifth grade, which made me weird too, because I remember being like, Mr. C, Mr. Cutler, he, I felt like he saw me, and he took the time. I had some learn, learning disabilities that weren't totally diagnosed at the time, mm -hmm. and with he saw me and saw that it, I just learned differently. I just thought differently from everyone else. And that's where like, you know, from a, an achievement point in school, I went from feeling like I didn't fit in because I wasn't one of the smart kids to being in all the smart kid classes mm. because somebody had seen me. Wow. And connected I with me. That is really huge. And I want to just put a, a 
uh, emphasize that for you listening that sometimes it takes somebody seeing you and somebody really know, believing in you for you to believe in yourself and be able to make a jump to feel accepted. So, wow, that's really awesome that you had. So I know I can think of teachers that I've had who have, you know, really believed in me and seen something and it's, I've seen it with um, other young people in my life as well that being seen and whatever it is that they're doing, whether it's dance or sports or that one coach or that one, you know, even like people who are older, you know, you're that one boss who sees you um, and recognizes you. So what would you say to someone who right now doesn't feel seen or doesn't know where to find someone who's listening to this and I'm like, and it's like, wow, you know, I totally feel like I don't fit in. I don't know who I am. I'm not a kid anymore. I, I don't, I don't feel like I matter. So I feel like first we should define what we mean by seeing somebody. And I heard, um, I was listening to Tim Ferriss. Oh shoot. Oh, talking to Dan, Tim Ferriss, talking to Dan Harris. Yeah, that's right. Um, on a podcast recently Mm -hmm. and Tim Ferriss was describing it. He's like, there's looking at somebody, there's seeing somebody and there's seeing somebody. Mm. And so we're talking about that seeing somebody where you just like, it's kind of like you see their soul. Mm-hmm. Like you see them flaws and all. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it all starts though with being able to see ourselves. Yeah. It helps so much to have, just have that at least one person in our lives who sees us first, if we're not yet ready to see ourselves, mm-hmm. somebody else like seeing us. And maybe it's that they call us out on stuff and says like, say to us like, Hey, that's, that's not you. Or Hey, that is you. Mm-hmm. Um, it kind of gives us permission to see ourselves because mm-hmm. we can't really truly see other people until we see ourselves. Yeah. That's such a big, point can you that's such a um that conversation that you were saying between um tim harris and or tim ferris uh, yeah (laughs) about the difference between like those three different um ways can you elaborate on that a little bit for yeah um, for people especially as it pertains to like the joy factor like how does that affect you know those three different types connect to confidence and joy Mm. Okay. So I want to add that he also said, you can also hear somebody, you can listen to someone, or you can listen to somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think those two things go together, really seeing somebody and really listening to somebody. And to really listen to somebody, that's like, if you're in person, it's making eye contact. It is being a hundred percent present, which is, we're really bad at it right now in our society, we're really bad at being hundred percent present. So it is <laughs> like that automatic reach for the phone that like, you don't even wa- realize like, Oh, my hand just touched my phone. Why? What am I going to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> Why do I want that right now? Why is that an automatic response? Um, but I think, so when we see ourselves, when we, and, and that listening to, when we really listen to ourselves, we see it all we hear it all. And when we do, that brings us to 
the present. It brings us to right here, right now. And right here, right now, all there is is joy. Yeah. There's abundance right here and right now. So, and I totally, um, I totally agree with you. Like, I, I feel like um, anytime I feel like my mind is racing or I'm look, trying to look in the past, if you, you know, future plan for things. And I'm like, wait a minute, now I'm like out of my zone of joy here and just focusing on, hey, what's in front of me? Who am I with? How am I feeling? And really connecting to the present moment. There's like, oh, look at all the possibilities and joy in the moment. What would you, and, and I know that's one of your superpowers as well as um, finding possibilities in whatever is happening. And that's one of the things I appreciate most about you. So for you listening, one of the awesome things about Kelsey, she mentioned earlier that she's an athlete. Well, she's now like a badass athlete in the sense that she travels internationally and does triathlons, um, which is so inspiring to me because I just learned how to swim a couple of years ago. So it is pretty cool to know somebody who's competing at that level. But one of the things that's awesome is you have this ability to find joy even when you literally crash. You know, you like you had your accident. And so I just would, I'm curious if you'd be willing to share a little bit about that experience and how you find joy in the present moment, even when it's quote unquote painful or bad. Yeah, absolutely. And first, I want to say to you, Natasha, like, I find it super inspiring that you just learned to swim a few years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember learning to swim. I was like, two, three, I don't know, I was a little kid. You learned as an adult. And that's, that takes such bravery. And I love it. Thank you. Thank you. And I also know so many adults who are like, no, I never learned to swim. Like they think that there's like, you know, a statute of limitations. It's too late for me. Never too late. (laughs) Never too late. Never too late. Uh, What was your question? Oh, joy in the crash. Yeah. So I did, I crashed my bike in a race in October and, and it was bad. Like if we're going to label it, it was like, there was blood, a lot of blood. My wheel went to one side of the road and my bike went to the other. My wheel got tacoed, which means there was a big dent in it and so much blood because I was sweaty. So like the blood, I'm sorry if anyone has a problem with even just like picturing this, but yeah, it was gross. Um, And you know what? I was okay. I was just so grateful. Like, like I, oh God just filled with gratitude that I was okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. I, I was bleeding. Yes. I had my first DNF, which is did not finish my first race. I wasn't going to finish. Um, my bike was slightly broken and my body was beat up. Mm-hmm. I didn't know at the time if anything was broken, but like, you know what, whether things were broken on my body or not, I was okay. I was alive. I was, I was standing up. I was okay. And just overwhelmed with gratitude for life Mm -hmm. and the opportunity to experience it. Wow. To, to come from that place when there's 
like visual it's one thing you know you know a lot of times when um i know i get stressed or i'm working up or getting worked up over something it's something imaginary in my mind you know maybe i'm thinking about something and the possibilities aren't so great or it's feeling challenging or whatever but it's it's imagined you know it's nothing that i'm visually seeing and to have the ability to visually see like the bike the blood the um the the you know you're, you're not gonna crossing the finish line and that it's the first time for that that's huge so how did you you know was were you was your first thought just like okay i'm just grateful that this um that i'm okay you know what other thoughts were going through your mind at that time um i don't know if much else was going through my mind um i did have i was so grateful a friend of mine happened to be she she's a coach and her athlete was racing so she happened to be there and she saw an orange helmet and she saw like the orange helmet go across the road mm -hmm. and so she came over and she was like we gotta call your husband uh, like that wasn't even in my mind yet so i'm so grateful that she she did that for me mm -hmm. um and then i was just like yeah he knows i'm okay it's all like really i don't think in that moment of the crash and the like hour or two afterwards, I was just so filled with gratitude that I don't think, I don't think anything else was really happening in my mind. Then, then like, okay, that afternoon, mm -hmm. I just remember, that's when I started feeling sorry for myself and angry. Mm. I was angry, I was a little angry at the person that, that took me out because I thought she came up on the right and that, and there was really no room there um so i was angry about that got over that pretty quickly and then yeah the pain started setting in and i started feeling sorry for myself and the next two weeks in particular were really challenging because mm -hmm. i'd be like filled with gratitude joy 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 to like every morning waking up and my first thought was i feel like i've been run over by a truck oh mm -hmm. right <laughs> i just hit the pavement at 30 miles an hour Mm -hmm. um, and it's interesting to me because you know when you're sick, maybe this is just me, but when I'm sick, then like every morning I wake up and I'm like, am I better? Do I feel a little better today? So like <laughs> with this, I'd wake up and just have that still, am I better? And I was like, no, I'm not. Um, and then a week after the crash, my shoulder, I got extreme nerve pain in my shoulder so much that like all that was in my brain was pain 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 and i i could not think past that wow and that spot of like like of course that took me to like massive woe is me mm -hmm. uh, like just everybody somebody fix it for me but it did allow me to get an emergency appointment with a chiropractor it allowed me to basically manifest a performance coach which oh. is you know a confidence coach for athletes which is somebody with the exact same certification that i have who just happened to come into my life that day and then off she was looking for for clients and i was like please help me through this and that is awesome you know how through because this sounded like this is like the epic uh like this is epic pain 
mm. um, you know, in terms yeah. of like nerve, you know, nerve pain. And on that day of your like greatest pain, help arrived. Yes. Like, epic, like I would say like a game level help in terms mm -hmm. of a performance coach and the emergency appointment and being able to get in and all of that. Yeah. I think I had even said out loud, I just want a performance coach. Yeah. And then as I'm feeling sorry for myself and mind you pedaling easily on my bike. So like, yay, I'm on my bike on the trainer. So I'm mm -hmm. not going anywhere um, because I couldn't hold the handlebars at the time. But um, I, I think I said, like, I really want a performance coach. That's who I need to get me through this. And then, like, I'm looking through Facebook, and I had a new friend request from somebody. And I was like, I looked, and I was like, oh, she, she's an IPEC coach. Okay, cool. Accepted the friend request. And then, yeah, she posted that she was just newly certified in car performance dynamics and looking for clients, looking for athletes who want to experience performance coaching. Wow. That is awesome how that like fell into place. And it's interesting, um, in a couple episodes or uh, the two episodes before this, we talked about um, the types of help out there um, between like therapists and coaches and consultants and all of that. But the whole idea that we need help, you know, like getting reinforcement and asking for help outside of ourselves. I mean, you're a coach, you're, you're an awesome mm -hmm. coach. You're I'm a performance coach. Yes. I actually, like I have the exact same. So when I reached out to her, she was like, oh my God, I sent you a friend request because you're in the training video I just watched and I, <laughs> I wanted to connect with you. I'm like, okay, well, here's your opportunity to like repay me. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. So I was looking, I was looking for someone with the exact same certifications because I was like, I can't. I can't get myself out of this. Well, mm -hmm. I can, but it'll take a really long time. Yeah. And I want to speed up this process. I want to do it well, and I want to do it quickly. And that means hiring a coach. You aren't messing around. Mm -mm. This is serious business. I need help. <laughs> yeah. And the needing help, do you ever find it hard to ask for help? Or are you, yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Do you ever find it hard to ask for help? Yes. And I'm getting better at it because it's never failed me. Mm -hmm. There are so, times though, like there are times, silly little times where I'm just like, I just, I can't do this. I want someone to do it for me. And like, if I'm in that place, okay, wait, like, why do you want the help? Do you just want somebody to fix it and make it better? Or is this a situation where like, there is somebody who does this really well, who's like their job or their zone of genius is is what is obviously not your zone of genius mm -hmm. so like you could hire them to help you or you could ask them nicely to help you so what makes it hard so i i hear that you are um you know getting better at asking for help but the times when it, you struggle to ask for help what makes it hard for you mm, stubbornness just this like old limiting belief that I got to do it on my own. Mm. And you know, like maybe it, it goes back to that feeling of being different and always feeling like when I was a kid, like feeling like I had to do it all on my own. Mm -hmm. I was forging my own path the whole way, my whole life. I forged my whole, whole 
my own path. And I've thought numerous times, I've been like, this is hard. Like sometimes I just wish I followed the rules. Yeah. I wished I fit into a box and then I would have the opportunity to see somebody who fit in one of those boxes and be like, Oh, I don't want that. Like, I don't want to work in a cubicle. Nope. Thank you. I'll just keep working away. The fact that you have the ability to acknowledge that, Hey, I have this old limiting belief that I have to do it on my own and being aware that, Hey, sometimes I'm like, Oh, it would be so much easier to just fit in a box, but then to have the awareness to be, to say like, Hey, that's not, that's not what I really want. And to go and get what you need to get, go and get the help or, um, you know, ask for manifest, whatever it is that you, that really does fit for you is, is remarkable. How did you get there? You know, Mm. for someone listening, who's like, you know, this sounds really good. Like I totally want to be, um, you know, in my joy and in a place where, you know, I grew up with certain beliefs and I don't want to have those happening. Um, I don't want to live, I don't want it to be so hard anymore. What can I do? What would you say to, to me, if, you know, to the person listening, hearing this? I would say to ask yourself, what do you, what are you really good at? What do you want to spend your time doing? Mm-hmm. What do you, what's your mission in life? What do you want to put all of your energy into? And then what is taking your energy away from that? Mm-hmm. And is there somebody that can help you with that? Those are some really good questions. And what about for you? Like, what do you consider your mission? Mm, my mission is to change the world. It's, it's, <laughs> to, it's to help people free themselves from the shoulds. It's to help them realize that each one of them is unique and different. And that that differentness is their, it's their superpower. Mm. And that it's here to serve the world. It's here to change the world to help them just let that sparkle. I love that. You really do. Um, not only is that your, your mission in terms of how you're helping people, but that is definitely how you're living your life. And um, one of the things that I appreciate about you is that you acknowledge the whole process of it, that it isn't necessarily easy, mm, but it, you can find ease within it. Yes. Oh yeah. It is. It is. It's worked. It's, um, it takes focus. It takes effort. It's work and it can be ease E because ease is, ease is flow. Mm-hmm. Ease is allowing. It's not forcing. So listen, if forcing is anytime, if you do a sport, you're muscling through it. It's not pretty. If you're drawing, you're muscling through it. You're trying really hard. You're writing. You're just like, forcing the words onto the page and you know it sucks but you're just like throwing them down there that's force flow is like magic it's allowing it's and we get there by um by creating boundaries Mm -hmm. like i shared the story on social media about how we bought a washer and dryer recently (laughs) we went in we went into one store and the selection was small and there were like four other customers there and no one to help us. And then actually this one woman came in with our kid 
And immediately an employee went up and was like, you look like you're on a mission. How can I help you? And we were kind of thrown by that. And eventually yeah, you guys store. are on a mission yeah. <laughs> as well. Yeah, exactly. Um, so we went to another store and we walked in and we we're like, here's what we want. Energy efficient, front loader, easy. Like I've seen all these washers and dryers that have like numerous setting options. I'm like, I just want to clean my clothes. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need anything fancy. I think those were actually our only um, limitations. And the salesperson showed us three options. They like, we chose one, set up delivery and we're out of there. He's like, you are the easiest customers I've ever had because we set the intention to have it, to let it be easy. Yes. The intention that is huge. So you've got your boundaries, you've got your intentions. So can you, you know, for, for people, you know, listening who maybe the idea of boundaries or intentions is something new, can you talk a little bit more about how, you know, how to set that, how to find, find those things out? Yeah, I'll start with boundaries because those are a lot harder for humans, I think. Mm-hmm. It, so in the, in the washer-dryer example, that is saying like, this is what I want. I want easy or I want simple. I want a front loader. Um, yeah. So setting your parameters mm-hmm. in other parts of our lives, it's noticing, like, I don't want to spend my energy on that. It's, um, say, you know, maybe it's setting boundaries around your time or, you know, when it comes to, to fueling your body, otherwise known as eating, um, you know, maybe it's saying, I don't eat X, which actually, it depends, it depends on what we're talking about. Like, say you're allergic to something, you just said it, like, I don't eat that. When I first became gluten-free, a lot of people said to me, how do you do it? And I was like, well, my body feels pretty horrible when I eat gluten, so I don't eat gluten. It, that was a pretty easy boundary for me to set. So intentions are different from goals. An intention is choosing how you want to show up. And so we might set a goal for like, I want to make X amount of money. And that's your goal. Go ahead, set it and do your goal thing with it. An intention is I want, I want to invite this money in with ease and fun and joy. So your an intention is all about the feeling. An intention allows the magic because it allows possibility. Once we set the intention, anything can happen. We're open to how it, we're open to the possibilities of how it can happen. You know, this goes back to what you were saying earlier about um, being able to see ourselves and, and love ourselves. Like if you can set boundaries and know that this is what I want, this is what's important to me, and set parameters around that, you're really seeing yourself for where you are, what you need, the intentions, being able to set the intentions, how you wanna go about doing things, really honoring who you really are as well. Yeah, um, yeah, we have to love ourselves to set those intentions and those Mm -hmm. boundaries. Yeah, because I think about like your example with being gluten-free, 
you know, you feel bad if you eat certain foods. And, you know, if you were to force yourself to eat something just because, you know, someone's judging you or thinking it's weird or, you know, you know, uh, complicated or whatever, you're doing yourself a disservice. You're physically going to feel bad. Yeah. And, and I've experienced, I've been gluten-free for like, I don't know, maybe 10 years now. And I've experienced that. I've experienced the, why are you so difficult? And so of course there's the, I don't want to be difficult. Mm -hmm. I want to be, I want to like be low maintenance. I want, I want to be easy uh, for those around me. And I love my body and I prioritize how it feels. So how about, you know, in that sense, my, my food choices actually have nothing to do with anyone else. Mm -hmm. It just has to do with me. And the same with any sort of boundary setting, you're setting it for yourself. It has nothing to do with anyone else. That's such a big point for you listening is setting boundaries and even your intentions for you and not anyone else. And so you can really see yourself and be able to have that joy in the present moment. Yeah. Like if you want to, if you're working too hard, like your hours are just too much and you want to back off on your hours, but say that means a coworker is going to get a bunch of stuff piled on them. You, you can only help yourself. I mean, you could, you can send love and support to that coworker, but you got to take care of yourself first. And I feel like, you know, a lot of times whenever I prioritize myself and my needs first, I notice that other people around me shift. So, um, you know, if I'm making a decision, so I'm thinking to when I was back in corporate, you know, working a lot of hours and deciding not to take, I decided not to take on a project and then somebody else got that project. So they got an opportunity and it was somebody newer mm. who got an opportunity to take on this project. I was much better off because I didn't have the bandwidth to take this project on and be sane. So, um, so it's interesting sometimes when we, enforce our boundaries because of course you know like you don't want to intentionally screw anyone over but I think it goes back to what you were saying before Kelsey about intention like you're you're coming from a place of love you're not coming from a place of hey I want to make it difficult for my coworker, but I'm doing this from a place of hey I need to have this extra time I need to be able to back off from work and focus on some other things yeah, we only get this one go around here. <laughs> like, and, and we're the only one that's consistently with us through our entire lives. So we got to take care of ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And the same way that once we see each ourselves and listen to ourselves, we can see and listen to others. Once we love ourselves, we can love others. Mm-hmm. But if we don't love ourselves, can we really truly love others with our whole heart? I venture not. Mm. I venture not. I feel like it's like see yourself before you wreck yourself and other people, you know? Yeah. Is there something that I could do on a 
you know, right now, you know, what's something I can do right now within the next, you know, day or two, mm. or even right after listening to this or giving this a pause for a minute, what's something I can do to take the first little baby step to see myself? I think the first baby step is to start listening to yourself. Mm. Become aware of the things you say to yourself. Mm. Become become aware of the chatter that goes on in your mind constantly. Yeah, that mind, uh, I think I read somewhere that the mind processes like 60,000 thoughts per minute. Yeah. I've seen numbers with 60,000 to 80,000 um, thoughts per minute. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's busy constantly. <laughs> And so step one is start listening. Yeah. Find out what's going on in there. Yeah, that's such a good, such a good point because you can't really do anything until you assess the situation, you know, like kind of hearing what are you getting pissed off about? What's feeling uncomfortable? What's feeling good? Yeah. And that step is that's awareness. Mm -hmm. And you can't see what you're not aware of. You can't listen to what you're not aware of. So the first step. And you can't love when you're not aware of. Mm -hmm. So the first step is awareness. Yeah, that's awesome. Such good stuff here, Kelsey. I just feel so inspired by, you know, the stories that you shared here today, the reminders that you shared here today in terms of loving ourselves. It really does come, you know, there's the, the hashtag that love wins all or love wins. And it, it's true. You know, mm -hmm. it's without love it might sound cheesy or corny, but it's, it's an old adage for a reason. You know, love really does. If you don't love yourself, how can you really love anybody else or see anyone else and give like Mr. C gave you that gift of really seeing you that got you to go from, you know, struggling to being in these other advanced classes and seeing more of your potential and having more confidence in yourself. Yeah. So, you know, you listening, see yourself before you wreck yourself, start being aware of what that, you know, what the chatter is that's going on in your mind and using that, what you, what you become aware of to, help you set boundaries and you know what specific parameters do you need to feel good to to really give yourself the best conditions to have joy and to feel confident and to set your intentions you know really asking yourself how do you want to show up you know you have your goals you know as an achiever you have your goals but how do you want to feel as you're going through those goals how do you want to um, what do you want to bring with you? Joy, positivity, love, understanding, you know, I'm sure you don't want to be stressed. Um, so really getting to a space of what you want to bring with you. So Kelsey, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. I loved these reflections that you shared with us, these nuggets, these wisdom bombs that you shared with us here. Where can we find you online or where can we find you out in the world? 
Thank you so much. This has been so fun. <laughs> um, we do this every week, right? <laughs> the Find so, Your Awesome and Succeed with Soul podcast. Yeah, something's happening. Yeah. So you can find me on my website is kelseyabbott.com. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Kelsey Abbott CPC. You can come over to Facebook and join my Facebook group, which is called Find Your Awesome. And you can listen to me on the Find Your Awesome podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much. And I'll just say that Kelsey's Instagram feed is incredibly inspiring. And every day she's got inconspicuous awarenesses. So if you're someone who is new to the finding awareness game, um, I highly recommend following Kelsey's stories and her pictures because she does such a great job of just being real and, and processing her own awarenesses and you can see how you know the logic or what you can how you can go through the same process for yourself so um, having somebody to model how awareness goes and how you can use it for the good and not get you know down a negative spiral with your awareness and actually use it to come out on the other side stronger so um yeah kelsey i just love following you on online i love connecting with you and i really appreciate you spending some of your time hanging out with us here today thank you thank you for seeing me oh thank you for seeing me thank you for seeing me so this is natasha signing off the succeed with soul podcast thank you so much to kelsey and you listening for hanging out with me today if you liked what we talked about today, please leave a review and a comment on iTunes. I would really appreciate it. And if you have questions about seeing yourself before you wreck yourself or anything related to you succeeding, succeeding with soul, you can check uh, Kelsey out or tag me in the Succeed with Soul Facebook group and we'll get you back on track. Remember, you always have a choice about how you create your success. I'm here to help you succeed with soul so you can be more than your job title. Until next time, succeed with soul. Lead, love, and live on your terms.